Welcome back to Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers at Zinnia Wealth. Online, you can find us, ZinniaWealth.com, or give us a call. If it's time to talk about your retirement, a lot of people say, well, when should I talk to a financial advisor? Some people say, you know what? It was just time. I had to do it. Well, maybe you're in that boat, too. 833-368-3680. All right. The big news, I guess, most recently is the Fed, after us all wondering if they're going to raise interest rates again, decided to pause in the month of November and maybe look toward the December meeting to see if they will hike again. So Wall Street kind of likes that. They all think that we're done hiking. The Fed doesn't necessarily think they are, but we uh, we are wondering what's going to happen with interest rates. But if you look at your 401k and you say, well, the market's doing this but I'm doing that. I'm not doing as well. One of the things that might be happening is you have a lot of bonds within your portfolio. A 60-40 portfolio is something that's very common, 60% stocks and 40% bonds. But there's a new article in the Wall Street Journal, Sharice, that says the 60-40 portfolio, even though many people say it's not dead, they believe it is dead. And they also believe it's not going to work moving forward because we're going to have high interest rates for quite a while. So that means replacing those bonds. And Sharice, this is a big conversation that you had when we were at Yale uh, with the professors there. Uh, They talked a lot about bonds and bond alternatives. And is this coming up when you sit down with people? It is. Uh, New people will come in. They'll want to get that portfolio x-ray and we'll analyze all their bonds and all their equities. Look at all the fees. We'll see what kind of losses they potentially could lose if we had another 2008 crash. But the big part that they're inquiring about is, why have I lost so much, Sharice? And then I pull out their bond portfolio, and a lot of these people have one-fourth to half of their portfolio in the bonds, and the bonds have lost you know, 20 to 30% over the last two years. Mm-hmm. And they're, everybody's saying, gosh, I was hoping that wasn't true. I was hoping the manager at Fidelity you know, maneuvered around, but they didn't, or my, my advisor had made some changes, but it didn't because that's just not how our financial services world works unless you are working with a real active financial planner or advisor or stock jock that actually does sector rotation, et cetera, et cetera. So that's just the main scheme of things that doesn't happen with um, most offices at Zinnia. That's what we do, but most offices know. So people are getting very worried. They're like, if the bonds are supposed to be my safe money because mm-hmm. that's what I've been taught by mom and pops, mm-hmm. right? Grandma mm-hmm. and grandpa, they said, always put your money in. And now that has changed. Now I have to change my thinking. Now what do I do? What, what are the alternatives out there? So um, people are very upset. They're, I say, financially damaged by their accounts, by the advisors with the lack of care, and they're wanting changes. And they want to work with somebody who is actually staying up with the changes and actually bobbing and weaving when things like this take place. So that keeps job security for me, right? <laughs> well, that's <laughs> it's a concern. One of the questions that you asked Roger Ibbotson, he's one of the professors that we talked to at Yale, and this is what he had to say in Sharice's interview with Roger Ibbotson. So the 60-40 portfolio is now the end-all of end-all portfolios anymore. So. It, it was, you know, for 40 years it did great because bonds had such great returns, but it's going forward that it's not going to work. So going forward, it's just not going to work. So, Sharice, as you look at that and people say, okay, obviously the anchor in my portfolio is bonds. This is what's holding me back. This is the dead money within my portfolio. So what does the discussion look like? What are the alternatives right now? Because it was always stocks for growth, bonds for protection. And if stocks are down and bonds are down, nothing's working. And that's where a lot of people are finding themselves. 
Right. And this is why last year we started changing our strategy instead of the 60, 40 strategy, like everybody else is doing that. The Yale professor that we interviewed said, it's just not going to work. Who is the bond guru? He's Mm -hmm. been the bond guru for the last 40 years over at Yale. We're more in the 40, 30, 20, 10 strategy. And in that 40, 30, 20, 10 strategy, each one of those strategies have a different built-in strategy that for I would say 90% of the time has zero bonds. If there is any bonds in that strategy, it'd be like a TIPS, a treasury uh, inflation protected type of short term, one to two year term bond fund. So we have to look outside the box and put in alternatives in there to replace that original old school wisdom of bonds into that safe bucket. So we've had to split these safe buckets up because again, we want to be balanced. We don't want to have everything in in one bucket. We don't want all of our money in equities. We don't definitely don't want all of our money in bonds. We don't want all of our money in notes. We don't want all of our money in annuities and we don't want all of our money in cash, right? So we want to take that 40, 30, 20, 10 strategy and split up among all the asset classes, the safest ones that will basically survive, uh, a nuclear bomb, right? <laughs> a financial nuclear bomb, I guess we could say. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and not have that roller coaster ride. So that's how we've made changes. And even in the sector rotation strategy, we've made massive changes over the year in that as well, because I don't think we should be hanging on to utilities and technology and financials and healthcare as a major sector every month for the next 12 months because those things change all of a sudden you know energy is really booming and uh utilities are going down right after the momentum changes so we want to get out of whichever one's going down so we do focus on sector heavy portfolios because there are 11 sectors real estate financials healthcare, commodities you name it utilities energy industrials there's 11 of them and we want to really stay committed to the top four of those and i say if we can get two out of four calls right annually we've done well and here's the unfortunate thing we've had to make more than four changes this year already wow (laughs) so and um i have one more change i think we'll be set for the next three months but come january 10th i'm working on okay what's what are we looking at for this quarter do we need to make a change you know and that's bobbing and weaving while you're in the market it doesn't mean we're not going to lose right i mean we still lose we just hope to lose less or at least retain our gains a little bit more you know so there's not these big roller coaster ups and downs but it depends how risky you are and what kind of portfolio you want and some people are like sure i don't want any risk and i'll put you in my most conservative one right so again, the 60-40 portfolio is dead. And now consider the 40-30-20-10 portfolio. Can you break that down for me? What are those sectors, 40-30-20? How, how does that break down? Yeah. So if you can take on, because I actually change that portfolio depending on your risk tolerance. Mm-hmm. But if you are, if you're moderate right in the middle where you say, hey, Sharice, I have a million dollars. And if I lose 10%, I can handle it mentally, emotionally. And on a million dollars, that's a hundred thousand dollars. I'll ask you the second question. Can you handle losing a hundred thousand? They said, well, that's 10%. I said, yeah. They're like, I guess I'm going to have to, if I'm going to be the market. I said, right. And then I'll say, can you handle losing 30%? That's, that's 300,000. And if they say no, we kind of know where to put them in a portfolio. Mm -hmm. So if you're kind of somewhere in the middle right now, in today's time, my recommendation is that 40, 30, 20, 10. And 40% in equities and in those equities would have, you know, two types of portfolios, a a dividend portfolio. So when the market is going down, you're still getting paid by these dividend, 
companies, the staples of the world, maybe like a Duke Electric, Kimberly Clarks, they're still paying those dividends. Even when markets go down, I have to full disclosure say it's never guaranteed, but we know who, what companies are consistent. So, and those, those companies can still lose. They're not going to lose 50%. I haven't seen those types of companies lose that much. Uh, can't say what they're going to do in the future, but they'll lose. But if they're going to lose you miles and you're going to stay committed to the market strategy, then, then let's get a match as we're going down. So think of a dividend stock as get your 401k match. You put mm -hmm. money in the company gives you a match as free money. That's the same thing that it, how a dividend works. So in that equities, we'll have a little bit of that, right? Some good companies. And then in those equities, we're also going to have our active managed strategy where we're doing sector rotation and getting bobbing and weaving the best we can getting in and out. So that's a 40%. If you're somebody that doesn't want a ton of risk, but you still want to be in the market in case it does just go, go, go up and away, right? <laughs> Chasing that, that rocket ship. Now the 30% is really the alternatives out there. And there's a lot of alternatives, but that 30% needs to be a safe alternative. So that could be a CD linked index. It could be an insurance company that has an index linked to their financial product. So something that can never go backwards, something that never has fees. So because if we're going to say, Hey, we're taking our money out of the market and we're going to expect a smaller return, maybe it's an average of three and a half to five and a half percent or four to 6%. We want to make sure those dollars don't have fees on them. Right? So we want the right alternatives there. The 20% can be maybe the tips, the treasury bills, some of the notes that are out there and available right now. And that's 20%. And then the 10% would be cash equivalents because right now you can have some liquidity and you can, you can make 5%, right? Right now, that's how we're structured, but that'll change. If the market goes up, everything's going to flip-flop and change. We're going to have those conversations as time goes on. So nothing's ever set and cookie cutter in our office. Everybody's going to be a little bit different when it comes to those percentages based on how I get to know you, what you have saved. Do you have any bills and massive debt you got to pay off while you're in your retirement? Can you even mentally or emotionally handle risk? I had a lady come in and say, Sharice, if I lose 5%, I'm out of here. I'm like, then we won't do that portfolio, <laughs> right? I had to get very creative. But now more than ever, I have more tools in the tool belt to be more creative where I didn't have them two years ago or even further back. So you can not have to have the worry of being in the stock markets and the roller coaster because there's so many cash equivalents and alternatives out there that are doing it, doing it the way it's supposed to be done. Because in retirement, we really should only be averaging really I average of four to 6% over the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. That's a conservative portfolio where, you know, you shouldn't be seeking seven to nine, right? But I have plenty of clients that come in. So Sharice, I really want that seven to nine portfolio. Then I say, that's the, that's the one bucket we don't touch for 10 to 15 years. That's yeah. not part of our income plan. And they're like, okay, deal. We figure out how much goes in there based on what they need for the first 10 to 15. So we do some math. It's, you know, everybody's going to be different in my office and we're not biased to anything. And, um, you might say, Sharice, I don't like that. I want to go back to 60, 40. Then you know what? My hands are tied. We'll go back to 60, 40, but I don't recommend it. Well, one of the things that I get out of that is that you need somebody who's up on top of it and is making those adjustments along the way. I mean, even if you just follow the tech sector and the magnificent seven that they talk about, Apple and Microsoft and NVIDIA and, and all of those, they just drove the market for the first yes. six months of the year. And now every single one of those stocks is down. Well, let, and let me say something like you, you might be working with an advisor and, and they say, hey, uh, the best sectors right now are 
energy, financials, utilities, and technology. But the one thing that the advisors out there are missing that I'm trying to coach people up on today is this. Okay, fair enough. Of those are the four sectors, and we're going to be heavier in them, and every advisor across the country is doing that. Then if we're in the financial sector, the question you should be asking is, okay, we're in the financial sector. So are we invested in banks or are we invested in insurance companies? Mm. And what I look at is, no, I am not going to pick the exchange traded fund or index fund that's invested in banks right now because they're having problems too and they're all over the place wobbly. So if you're going to go in, the, in that financial sector, buy the insurance companies. That's what I did because I can always go back to the banks, but I'm probably not going to go back to the bank till after the crash because that's when they really, really yeah. thrive and boom. And when interest rates go up, insurance companies thrive. When interest rates go up, bonds go down. And I'm going to tell you, a lot of these these banks are dead heavy on bonds, right? So they're 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 not keeping up with the shareholders' wishes. So there's even in those sectors the right things to get into. And let's look at energy. If you look year to date, if you bought the exchange traded fund that was invested not in the Exxon's and the the Chevron's. You have three options to invest in. You can invest in the gasoline companies. You can invest in the equipment companies. You can invest in the land. The land is up 50% year to date, right? So when you're watching the math, why would I go with the Exxon and Chevrons that are bobbly all over the place, paying a reasonable dividend, you know, between 3 and 5%? What I can go with the land. And then when, you know, the Chevron and Exxon, we start to watch the barrels of gasoline go up, we'll, we'll shift back over to that index in that sector, right? And, and or you can have all three of the indexes to split it up. But that's, that's what we don't see in portfolios. When people come in and we do this portfolio x-ray, I just look at it and it's like, I'm not surprised. I don't say it out loud. I try not to, you know, say that kind of stuff out loud. I was just like, listen, if we're going to be sector heavy, let's pick the sectors. Let's pick the right exchange traded funds and index funds and or stocks that are working in this sector because of how interest rates are moving or because how the, uh, if we're going through war, what's going on, you know, so we use a methodical, a very transparent, smart approach to retirement. And so it doesn't mean the insurance companies aren't going to go down and take a loss. But if, if I had to pick between the two, I'm going to go the one that's probably gonna make a little bit more money right now, right? Yeah, I was just looking while you were talking, looked up a couple of different stocks and <laughs> Citigroup, you know, financial is mm -hmm. down 48% over the last mm -hmm. 200 days. It's amazing. And, and other stocks that you would think would be doing very well right now on a down economy, people still need to go to the grocery store. They still need to go to the drugstore. They still need to do all those things. So those are that's where you talk about sector rotation. CVS is down 37% and Target's down 58%. Right. So you just never know. You got to have somebody who's in there in the trenches working for you every day. And a lot of you don't have that right now. Give us a call at Zinnia Wealth and let's at least start and do a portfolio x-ray for you and say, okay, what have you done to save for retirement? I'll bet you've done a lot. You've been a good saver. You wouldn't be listening to a show like this if you weren't a good saver. You just don't know how what your work has done is going to power your retirement and you don't know where you should place your money. Those are really good questions and that's really where the conversation starts. We would love to have that conversation with you. 833-368-3680 is our number. 833-368-3680. Let's get a date on a calendar and go through it. 
You can also just use our website, ZinniaWealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A Wealth.com. There's a gold box there that says Complimentary Retirement Consultation. And when you click on that, we'll ask you a few questions and we can schedule it right there. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Coffee Talk podcast. If you have questions or would like to begin the process of building a tailored retirement plan, call Zinnia Wealth at 803-368-3680 or find us online at ZinniaWealth.com. Therese Rivers is an investment advisor representative of Zinnia Wealth Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Sharice Rivers is licensed in your state, please contact their office. Zinnia Wealth Advisory, LLC is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Any client experiences discussed during this show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Sharice Rivers, NPN Insurance License Number 8718011.